Hogwarts Medicine Review, episode 74, for Thursday, November 30th, 2017. You're listening to the only podcast in the world whose host isn't racist, but thinks all licorice should be black. Mm-mm, black licorice. I'm drinking a um, glass of absinthe, just with some ice, and I, I love that black licorice taste. Gum. I know that a lot of people won't agree with me there. I also like black jelly beans. I am so sorry to disappoint you. Uh, well, if you're one of those that that eats all the jelly beans except black ones, I've known people like that. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't like the red licorice, to be honest with you. I like some of it. But after a while, it just gets gross. Um, let's see. Keith Olbermann retiring. Matt Lauer fired. Holy cow. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Well, I, not hilarious, but uh, Trump tweets creating a, a hilarious response. Um... News on news on the uh, or updates on the Bundy Ranch trials and what else do we have? A few other things. Rosie O'Donnell goes off the deep end. We'll get into that. Walmart pulls a T-shirt off of its online store, an offensive one. Uh, welcome to the show. Hope everybody had a good week so far. This song you're listening to is Professor Umlaut by Kevin McLeod, and you can check out Kevin McLeod's website in Copatech.com for royalty-free music and graph paper. I've used this song more than any of the other ones so far. I haven't, he's got so much music on there that it would take forever just to go through it all. I don't know what that guy does. He must just sit down all day and make up songs on the fly. Uh, Alright. Kill the music there and we'll get in to some of these stories. Um, first, you know, the uh, well, we'll do we'll do first in in timeline since the last episode, but uh, yeah, HuffingtonPost.com has an article titled "Keith Oberman says he's retiring from political commentary." Now, if you don't know who he is, he was on MSNBC. He well, he's I before- am retiring from political commentary. There's an audio auto 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 play video. You know what? Here, let's just uh, let's just listen to what Keith Oberman has to say while this video is so rudely playing. In all media venues. Oh, of course. It's not the it's not the actual video. 
So as I was saying, Keith Olbermann, he was on ESPN, I believe, uh, and then MSNBC, and then, um, let's see, I think he was on True TV. Not True TV, Current TV. So Oberman went to Current TV, and then back to ESPN, I believe, and then uh, consistently getting fired. Ends up with a low production value commentary show for GQ's YouTube channel. Now, I, this isn't the first time that Oberman said he would be retiring from commentary or signaled that he would stop. So there's some speculation that it, he, he won't be gone. I'm just looking up his career right now just to verify. Yeah, he started off sports broadcasting ESPN to Fox Sports. Well, this, this article is kind of all over the place. But yeah, he started his show at MSNBC in 1997, it sounds like. Anyway, as much as that guy was off of his rocker, he sure had uh, quite the following. I think he kind of exert, uh, served a purpose of sharing outrage with anti-Trumpers and believing just about any conspiracy you could think of about uh, Donald Trump and his administration. All right, this guy... Some people criticize Alex Jones for being conspiracy-minded, but at least Alex Jones will frequently uh, source things. And then more left-wing media falling apart. MSN or NBC rather fires Matt Lauer after a complaint about inappropriate sexual behavior. And it seems like it's just tip of the uh, iceberg of things came out so far. With one accusation leading to many. Accusations going as far as him having a button on his desk to lock the door of his office. Let's look at this article on, uh, for some reason it's on money.cnn.com, I'm not sure why. Matt Lauer was fired from NBC News. On Wednesday, after an employee filed a complaint about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace, the network announced. Savannah Guthrie made the announcement at the top of the Today Show. We are devastated, she said. Later that day, Variety published a story containing additional sexual harassment allegations against Lauer. The story cited accounts from three unnamed women. The publication also included allegations that NBC News protected Lauer, citing several women and saying they complained to executives at the network about Lauer's behavior, which fell on deaf ears given the lucrative advertising surrounding today. Today, the show. CNN has not independently confirmed the charges, and Lauer has not commented, but he has commented since this article. There's an article on page6.com. Matt Lauer breaks silence. I am truly sorry. Article goes on to say, A day after being fired from NBC, former Today host Matt Lauer on Thursday broke his silence on the mounting sexual misconduct allegations against him, saying some of the accusations are untrue, but that he is truly sorry for the pain he has inflicted. Quote, There are no words to express my sorrow and regret for the pain. 
have caused others by words and actions. He said in a statement, To the people I have hurt, I am truly sorry. As I'm writing this, I realize the depth of the damage and disappointment I have left behind at home and at NBC. Continuing, um, some of what has said about him was untrue or mis mischaracterized, but there is enough truth in these stories to make me feel embarrassed and ashamed. One of the stories is he allegedly harassed a staffer during the Olympics. Apparently the decision to fire Lauer was uh, NBC News Chairman Andy Lack, according to a source. Apparently it took less than 35 hours for the investigation and the decision to fire him. Probably foreseeing the problems and news that would hit all the other outlets. It is suspected that the next guy out the door will be Geraldo Rivera. Some stuff coming out about him, but uh, if looking at some of his past, it's and people that have said things about him, it's not very surprising. So you'll see some things about Geraldo Rivera in the news coming up with pictures and something Bette Midler said about him, apparently being drugged and sexually assaulted by him and his staff. Uh, there's an older video of Geraldo Rivera addressing the that is claimed that he slept with a, a thousand women during a, that was just during a, a certain point of his life, chalking it up to a culture with no human resources and everything else. Media and Hollywood personalities seem to be dropping like flies. And having kind of thought they were flies to begin with, I don't mind seeing them drop too much myself. So here's a, a headline on Drudge that I saw just now. I did not read this article yet. A article on Politico.com. Republicans rewriting tax bill and won't vote tonight. So this tax bill was speculated to be voted on tonight, and it was uh, suspected that John McCain would vote for it. You know, he's one that has blocked votes in the past, or at least one. Uh, and it was speculated by many that he wouldn't jump on board with this and just do everything contrary to Donald Trump. Um, Rand Paul was, uh, he was, even Rand Paul was for this tax bill. So let's look at this article here and see what's going on. Article begins with, Senate Republicans are still scrambling to win over enough votes to pass their massive tax code overhaul. With major changes to the bill still up in the air and a final vote pushed beyond Thursday night, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the vote, the next vote rather, in the tax debate will come at 11 a.m. Friday as uh, work continues behind the scenes to win over skeptical Deficit Hawks and other holdouts. So let's see if I can find some names in here. I personally don't know all the details of the tax bill. So I'm sure a lot of people don't. According to this article, Jeff Flake and Ron Johnson initially withheld their support on a vote to move forward with the bill. 
Ultimate, ultimately, they aligned with their party, but suggested real concerns remained. Johnson withheld his vote during a standoff in exchange for votes on his amendments, which included one... It would further increase the uh, tax deduction for pass-through businesses to around 25%. I'm not sure what a pass-through business is. Look that up real quick. Let's see, John McCain saying he will back it. Susan Collins of Maine have yet to commit to the bill. It says for varying reasons, doesn't give a, a reason. And Steve Daines, looking to secure more generous treatment for uh, small businesses after extracting a boost in an earlier round of negotiations. Not exactly sure what that means. Here's the thing, you know, when you read the news, I mean, how much about the bill do you actually know? I guess you actually have to read the actual language of the bill. And as someone who would like to report that, I feel like I would need a, a pretty big staff to go through all the pages of a bill and interpret it, like a staff of lawyers or something. All right, I'm just looking at what a pass-through business is. It's an article in NPR.org. What are pass-through businesses and how could the GOP tax plans affect them? And according to this Joe Rosenberg, pass-through businesses are businesses that don't pay the corporate income tax or any entity-level tax, but rather the profits are passed through the owners of the business. And the owners of the business report that income on their individual tax returns and pay tax on it along with the rest of their normal income. He goes on to say the majority of pass-through entities are quite small. There are a number of pass-through entities that are quite large and report the vast majority of the total income. So that's interesting. I've looked at tax forms for small businesses and self-owned businesses, and there are ways, you know, there are different routes. If you're owning your business, there are different routes to pay your taxes or different routes, different ways to claim yourself or your business. Uh, and, and some of them are, some of them differ pretty, uh, greatly as far as what you have to pay so you have to know what you're doing if you're starting up a business and how to improperly categorize your operation so other huge news this week yesterday morning donald trump retweets three tweets from a deputy leader of britain first One includes a bunch of people pushing a young man off a roof and beating him. All these acts are allegedly committed by Muslims. The other of an apparent migrant beating a Dutch boy on crutches. And I'm saying apparent and allegedly, you know, Muslim. I believe that these are Muslims in the videos, but there are people claiming, well, how do you know? And I didn't verify it myself, but 
I haven't seen any uh, evidence to provide uh, the contrary. You know, you think they would be all over that. Uh, and there's another one. Well, I, and, these, and some of these people just, uh, they just obviously look Muslim with uh, their garb. But there's another video of this Muslim smashing a statue of a Virgin Mary. So after Trump tweets this, and you know, this is a big surprise. Um, you know, even to his supporters. And a pleasant surprise to many. But as you can imagine, uh, the Trump's detractors in the media took it as vulgar racism. And I, according to... Now, I saw... I was, I was uh, watching Infowars today. And... Alex Jones was saying something about how uh, Paul Joseph Watson said, "Well, you know, this isn't this probably isn't the best PR. You know, this Britain first doesn't have the best reputation, um, so Trump shouldn't be, you know, or, or you know, maybe not not that he shouldn't tweet these uh, videos to open people's eyes up to what's going on, but uh, maybe not retweet <laughs> from this particular person. I don't know a, a lot about her." I guess her, well, her name is Jada Franson, and she is allegedly facing jail time for saying, quote, anti-Muslim things. But I, uh, I found that the fact that I thought that uh, Donald Trump retweeting these tweets, looking past who, who tweeted it in the first place or whatever, uh, is uh, just opened some eyes. To a lot of people that are just in complete denial of what's going on in the world. And reading some of the comments, the Twitter comments under his posts, people calling Trump a bigot, an Islamophobe, and the like. Now, it shouldn't be completely surprising to them that he did tweet this. Uh, he has talked about bad people coming over. Through the immigration, the refugee programs that we have and that Europe has, causing violence, resulting in terrorist attacks, whether they're trucks ramming into people or mass shootings or just individual incidences of people getting beaten, raped, and so forth. Um, and, and a lot of these comments. Uh, from Trump's detractors in, in the media, it nothing it had no acknowledgement of crimes. You know, it's 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 always a hashtag not all with these people. They they're incapable of looking at the statistical significance of crimes coming from migrants, people who aren't assimilating, things of that nature. And it's just another one. It's another one of those things that highlights the disconnect from the left and the right here. I'm just amazed. You know, there's there's an interesting video too on uh, Lauren Southern's YouTube page. If you're familiar with her, if you're not, uh, she is a I don't know what to call her. 
like a reporter, commentator, activist, whatever. Um, but she went to a uh, feminist march, and I believe it was the UK, and she started asking the uh, the people there, what, what do you want? You want Islam or feminism? And uh, and the the people there didn't absolutely did not like that question. I think minus one person that she's she said she wanted feminism, uh, and the other the other ones were saying uh, you can have both. You know you don't know what you're talking about. You're ignorant and all this other stuff. Not really understanding. You know it's. Uh, there was a time in many of these countries that they didn't have a thing called no-go zones. Where you could walk freely around. Not worry about getting beaten or raped and, you know, places that the uh, the police and firemen would feel safe to go. But there are actually villages and towns that gotten completely out of control due to political correctness and people being afraid to expose these crimes that are being committed and the destruction of Western civilization. So maybe I'll read a little bit from this article on DailyMail.co.uk. May blast Trump, as talking about Theresa May. For retweeting videos posted by the deputy leader of Britain First, including footage claiming to be a Muslim man, destroying a statue of Virgin Mary, but his invite for a state visit still stands. Now, the the video of the Muslim man destroying a statue there, that one is, uh, that man is clearly Muslim, if you ask me. I'm not a Muslim expert. Um, the one with the Boy getting thrown off the roof and beaten. I believe that was originated from a Muslim country, so I don't know how you can really argue that. And the one with the migrants beating the Dutch boy on crutches. And that's the one I think you probably only speculate, but uh, I didn't look into it. If you look online, maybe I just will right now. There might be details of a, a court case that came out of that. So Snopes, bias Snopes, leftist Snopes, uh, they say it's false. I'm just looking at the article real quick here. And their claim that it's false is based on the fact that they don't know what the answer is. Looking at this article on independent.co.uk, this, this says, Trump posted a... Posted, uh, posted a video originally shared by Britain First Deputy Leader, which claimed to show a Muslim migrant. But the Dutch prosecution services said the man shown was arrested, was born and raised in the Netherlands. They don't say that he wasn't Muslim. But let me look at Donald Trump's Twitter. Yeah, and then it, it just says that, yeah, the boy's religion was not included in any reports. So... Now, what is that man that made Dilbert? He made, he said something really interesting about uh, this uh, Donald Trump statements. Uh, he he he's, he's Scott Adams. Uh, he says that you know it's all part of his pretty much his master plan to get things into the news. 
Donald Trump doesn't really worry about 100% accuracy. He's only worried about there's some accuracy. So he'll say something like that, like retweet or repost that tweet. And it says Muslim migrant, whether he knew or not. Um, and then and it shows, you know, that kid beating that, the you know, the darker kid beating the white kid with on crutches. People do their whatever, their fact check. And they find out that he was born in the Netherlands. So they create a big story about how Donald Trump was incorrect on something. Like, ha, ha, ha. Look, Donald Trump, what an idiot. All his vote, all of the people that voted for him are idiots. But uh, then, it, but in the end, it really it just results in that video getting displayed on the news for everybody to see. And seeing uh, his other tweets and everything else regarding problems of migrants not assimilating or descendants of migrants not assimilating into culture. There's a lot of people that say Trump is always doing this 3D chess thing. You know, some people think he's doing that intentionally. Some people think he's not. You know, obviously there's a lot of people that think he's just dumb. I personally don't think he's dumb. I think he's, he speaks simply, but I don't think he's dumb. I don't, I think dumb people when, when they, when they get money, even if they inherit it, inherit uh, a large portion like Donald Trump did, you know, usually it's, it's just gone. They can't handle it. They make poor investments, but Donald Trump has maintained businesses, gotten through lawsuits and everything else. He's done the whole business song and dance. He made quite a name for himself. And the fact of the matter is, you know, he's not dumb. Whether you like him or not. Oh, let's see. i got some others. There's the whole Christmas decoration story. A lot of media trashing it. And even there's this article on the Huffington Post... Which I thought was funny. I'm, I'm not going to open it up. It's not that big of a deal. But even the articles in the Huffington Post trashing the White House's de uh, Christmas decorations were. Most of them were saying that they liked them. Liked the decorations. Not the administration. Uh, let's see here. Fight erupts during It's Okay to Be White speech at UConn. University of Connecticut. This happened Tuesday night, and this is another thing I saw on Infowars. I don't watch Infowars every day, but I recommend just checking it out. If you haven't seen it before, they bring up a lot of stories you normally wouldn't see on your mainstream news outlets. They kind of dig a lot harder for the anti government type stories it was kind of strange watching it now because they're actually they're actively supporting a president in office and I never thought in my life I'd see Infowars supporting a sitting president by supporting I mean I guess having hope in him not necessarily agreeing with everything but I think Alex Jones he, does, he, he stretches pretty far too 
be on Trump's side. There's a video regarding that fight. Breaking news at UConn tonight. Chaos on campus. Outrage spilling out of control during a controversial speech there tonight. A conservative commentator named Lucian Wintridge giving that speech titled, It's Okay to Be White. Tonight, he is under arrest for allegedly assaulting a student on campus. We're glad you're with us, everybody. I'm Dave. So I, he, he claims that I think somebody took something from him. There's, uh, I, what was it? It was either like a microphone or a piece of paper. Maybe they'll say in this video. And because you can't see the video, I'm explaining it. But he kind of, and I think it's a her. Um, he lunges, lunges at her, like, you know, to grab her to, to prevent her from running away with, with this thing. And apparently that was too aggressive for the police. So we'll continue on here with the story. This is on uh, News8WTNH.com. Aaron Kramer. And I'm Ann Craig. News 8's Mario Boone and Bob Wilson are live on UConn's campus tonight. And we start with Mario. Mario, what happened there? And this wild, chaotic scene can only be described in one word, and that is a melee. Now let me show you the aftermath. This busted-out window here, one of several windows at Schenker Hall, busted out during this chaotic scene. Now let me get you to the video, because you have to see it to believe it. Uh, Lucian Wintrich, that conservative commentator, giving a speech tonight entitled, It's Okay to be White. In the middle of that speech, all you know what broke loose. Uh, a student ran up to the podium, snatched a copy of the script. The next thing you know, Lucian Wintrich runs behind her and appears to put her in a chokehold. And literally within seconds, we saw Yukon police. No, oh, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a chokehold. He just he grabbed her to you know I guess stop her from leaving with that. So um, I don't necessarily blame him. You know, I guess if you run up and steal something from somebody, if you steal something from me, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna chase you, whether you're a black, white man or woman. Swarming Richards, throwing him into handcuffs. He was then whisked away to a women's restroom, where they held him for about 45 minutes before. It was okay to get him out of here to a waiting police car and take him away to jail. Now, inside, during the speech, there were several. Yeah, it wasn't a chokehold. He, he puts his arm around her shoulder and grabs with his right arm. And he, I couldn't see what he's grabbing with his uh, left arm because the camera's behind him. So he grabs her and pulls her back when she, she has his speech or whatever. Uh, students yelling out, chanting, uh, go home, Nazi, and other uh, uh, comments being made during this speech i mean it was literally out of control now just a moment ago we had a chance to speak to an eyewitness who witnessed this assault take a listen to what she had to tell us put her hands on her neck he, he went for her neck he tried to assault her he tried to hurt her what were you thinking when you saw that it's obscene that a person of, that's supposed to be a White House correspondent, he's supposed to be representing our country and who... White House correspondent? And he's not a White House correspondent. Freedom of the press is supposed to stand for, act like that, it's obscene. And back live here from Schenker Hall, you can see again this window uh, busted out. Uh, most. All right, so it's enough of that video there. You know, like his his hand his hand could have ended up there, but uh, you know, again, uh, I wouldn't call it an assault. It's uh, if if somebody steals something from you, 
it's something that you don't voluntarily give up and you have any you have every intention of keeping um i wouldn't call an assault to try to retrieve whatever has was stolen from you now i saw this video of this guy and this woman who's who she's facing jail time right now uh she stole his make america great again hat and this guy was just following her around saying give me that back please give me that that's not your property and all this other stuff um you know, maybe maybe he made the right decision. Maybe he 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 knew like maybe the like this guy is. He got arrested. I I doubt he's gonna get uh, any kind of big punishment. But maybe he thought that he'd have to deal with the police if he used physical force. But you're not gonna get any blame from me if somebody steals something from yours to take it back with force. You know, you don't have to beat the person to the to the ground. You don't have to use unnecessary force if it's a woman or something like that. But you don't let somebody take your stuff. Sometimes you just gotta make them learn. So I mentioned that Code Talkers thing, or or, or Trump. He kind of makes that awkward um, Pocahontas Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas joke during this ceremony, or like you know the Code Talkers. They, they couldn't really. It didn't seem like they got it or knew what he was talking about. And this CNN. reporter or contributor Joshua Green caught up with them and he he asked him to comment about that and if you, you watch the video he's, he's the one wearing the yellow there's one guy with a uh, he's wearing yellow but he's got a red vest he's the one wearing yellow so he's the one standing up there when Trump made the Pocahontas comment and his response is that he was he was puzzled by the comment, but not offended. And then he goes on to say that the Marines made us yell Geronimo when we jumped out of the planes, and that didn't offend me either. There's a descendant of Pocahontas. In an interview, I saw a clip of it, but I don't I don't remember which outlet. Saying that Pocahontas would be proud of what the president's doing. And of course. There's no way of knowing that for sure, but it's just interesting to hear that perspective. A lot of the media would have you believe that Trump is an enemy of every minority, every non-white. Well, there's an article here, on, or article titled, uh, Sue Leader to Trump, leave the office you bought and take your swamp things with you. And this article is on, you guessed it, the Huffington Post. <laughs> and by the way, that the whole, that response from that Navajo code talker saying that he wasn't offended and, you know, he's, and he said the whole Geronimo thing. I had to type in code talkers response Geronimo to find that story. And I, I did search on start, start page, but they use Google's. Uh, when I just typed in code talkers response, it was the whole the whole page is filled with uh, how it was offensive, and uh, in an article on Time.com, Navajo Code Talkers families slam Trump. You know, not the actual guy standing up there. They don't don't think they're talking about that. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read the article. But if you want to look that up, that's on Time. And all the time for time, haha. -ha. So Harold 
Fraser, according to this article, chairman of the South Dakota-based tribe, said he was deeply ashamed of Trump's disgusting treatment of World War II veterans and appeared to suggest that the president should resign. He appeared to suggest? See what he says. The president of the United States had the opportunity to honor veterans and bridge gaps in the relationship between tribes or in the relationship tribes have with the federal government. Frazier said in a statement to sent to HuffPost, instead he chose to disgrace himself, his position, and the nation he represents. So I'll give this guy one thing. The, the, the joke wasn't funny. Now, I think it's funny when Trump calls Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas because he should call her out on that. She incorrectly identified herself as a Native American for her own benefit and... She is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white woman. And there's no merit to her claims that she's Native American. And I think if, um, you know, with the whole code talkers thing, if, if Trump had um, he had more well-thought-out delivery for a Pocahontas joke, he probably could have made it funnier. I, that's just for me, though. I You know, no matter what he... If he would have said Pocahontas in, in any... Anyway, or Elizabeth Warren mentioned Elizabeth Warren in any way um, during that, he would have gotten criticized. Uh, he he ends with uh, this Frazier. What happened to Pocahontas is still happening today to our women. Native American women continue to be victims of rape and exploitation by white men. The president of the United States is practicing that by exploiting Native women is an insult to political machismo, whatever that word is. Because that's interesting. Um, so Native American are, they're, they're being victims of rape and exploitation by white men. I didn't know that was a problem in the Native American community. I don't know exactly what he's referring to. It's also interesting, you know, what I said before about uh, a, rel- or a descendant of Pocahontas saying that she'd be proud of Trump. Again, not, there's no way to know that for sure, but two very opposing views there between Native Americans. What else is in the news? Ammon Bundy to be released. Clavin Bundy choosing to remain behind bars. Article on News 3 Las Vegas, so News3LV.com. With just that title, Ammon Bundy released, Clive and Bundy choosing to remain behind bars, article by John Treanor and Jamie Seymour. Uh, and there's an update, Ammon Bundy has, has been released since this article. Article says it was a big day in courtroom 7C of the federal courthouse in Las Vegas as charges were made to the, or changes were made to the release of all three Bundy defendants. Amy Bunny will be released Thursday, that's today. He was released from Federal Detention Center in Las Vegas. He's granted a supervised release after a judge verified evidence under certain conditions. He will be released under third-party custody, staying with a family friend in Las Vegas. Amy's release will be discussed in pretrial services on Thursday, and he will be under 24-7 house arrest with certain exceptions. He must get approval in order to trial and can't have 
any contact with any other defendants, including his brother Ryan and his father Cliven, or anyone on the witness list. Ryan Bunny was released a couple weeks ago, according to this article. He's released to a halfway house in North Las Vegas. I don't know what that's all about. He says he will now be allowed to go to his home, to his family, Mesquite. He will be under supervised release. He'll have to remain home from 7 p.m. till 7 a.m. each day. Uh, Clavin Bundy was granted release to his home, uh, uh, to the home of Jim Abbott, and a supervised release with conditions similar to Ammon's, including 24/7 house arrest and permission to see his wife and family, but cannot speak to anyone testifying in the trial. However, in a move that shocked many in the courtroom, he said no and wants to stay in prison. His attorney stated that Cliven is a man of principle and doesn't want to be released until everyone else is released. And it says, while the decision shocked many in the courtroom, it didn't shock family members of Bundy supporters. The standard of liberty is innocent until proven guilty, Ryan Bundy told News 3 outside of the courtroom. He also stated that Cliven believes he's innocent, so there should be no conditions to his release. And an article concludes with, while Judge Gloria Navarro originally refused released, I think it might, this is supposed to be originally refused release, I think that might be the second grammatical error I found in this article. Not that my grammar is perfect, but I, I, I tend to well, I tend to find errors in other people's articles or writing than my own. My own writing, I'll just look right past it. Um, it's just, uh, the article says that the judge reweighed the evidence. Details are not made public, and the detention hearing was under seal. The trial will continue on Monday, December 11th at 9 a.m. So, very interesting story. I've touched on it a few times. Um, and if you've, if you've only heard one side of the story, you have, to, you have to listen to both. Very interesting situation uh, regarding laws and ranchers. The increased pressure put on ranchler, uh, ranchers, rather, not ranchers. Uh, and uh, pressure driving some to all out ignore and fight with the federal government while making the argument that states should handle some of this grazing land and everything else. And there's also some weird corruption things too. And whether you're against these guys or not, going against the law and the, and the man or whatever you want to call it uh, there are some there is some shady business going on on these lands with the government I think with contracts and everything else you know they own so much in some cases more than 75% of the state's lands out there something that people from the east don't have to deal with we don't have to deal with the BLM um, and some of this Land gets designated for projects or gets shut down entirely due to some strange uh, conservation laws. 
including ones protecting turtles, which also involves them killing the turtles as well. It's it's just really weird. I, I you know I'm not I'm not really brushed up on this story, but I thought there there was something to the effect, of, and, I, and I believe it was the turtles. I could be wrong of killing the turtles so the other ones wouldn't starve to death. It's something that just made no logic, no no logical sense. I mean, humans don't entirely understand what every animal can eat or or how much food they can survive off of, and you know if animals. If there isn't enough food to go around, I think nature can take care of that. You're not going to kill a bunch of animals to save the species. What if you're killing, you know, pregnant female turtles or the male ones with stronger genetics? Very strange, to say the least. Uh, Rand Paul made a not much of a statement, but he said that man who tackled him spoke to him after the attack. According to this article from the Associated Press, Paul spoke about the assault with the Fox News Channel, which put a portion of the interview on his website on Tuesday, and aired some on a 6 p.m. newscast. Quote, all my ribs were broken. Then he said things to me to try to indicate why he was unhappy. But I think the, I guess, to me the bottom line is, it isn't so important. If someone mugs you, is it really justified for any reason, Paul said. Police have charged Rene Boucher, butcher, whatever it is, 59, with misdemeanor assault. He has pleaded not guilty. I know what you're all thinking. What's Rosie O'Donnell up to? She's always on our minds. Rosie O'Donnell calls Donald Trump a child rapist. Article on Newsweek. Article by Tufail Ahmed. Article details some of the feud, or the past of some of the feud. And uh, you got a. They have an image here of her tweet. Uh, and it is an image of Donald Trump's tweet about Matt Lauer. When it says Matt La- while Ma- Matt Lauer was just fired from NBC for inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace. But when will the uh, top executive of NBC Comcast be fired for putting out or for putting out so much fake news? And it says check out Andy Lack's past. And her tweet is pretty much it's an image of that tweet with child rapist written on the top of it. With what looks like red highlighter and black pen. No real explanation, but this article on Newsweek speculates that she's talking about this, quote, Jane Doe, who claimed she was raped by Trump and billionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein is a pedophile convicted of sex offenses. So... Is Rosie O'Donnell kind of taking the Lena Dunham route of always believing? Well, unless it's Lena Dunham's friend. And I'll close out on this story. Walmart pulls Rope Tree Journalist shirt from site. So I guess this is a site that some people have been uh, noticing online, at least in two occasions. 
It's a sheer. It's a shirt that says "Rope." Period. Tree. Period. Journalist. Period. And underneath, some assembly required. And apparently, this shirt originated from Teespring, which allows people to post T-shirt designs and sold on Walmart's online website. So, yeah, a little violent, but uh, shows you the disconnect there between conservative America, if you even call it conservative. And the left-wing media, left-wing journalists. Um, and when I say, like, um, if you could even call it conservative, because I don't think all of Trump's voters were conservative. And I don't even view Donald Trump as that much of a conservative. I think, you know, compared to politicians in 2017, I guess maybe he is the conservative, the new conservative. Donald Trump sees uh, he sees a, a role for government. I think that's pretty clear. But I think the Republican and Democrat parties just went so far left, made Donald Trump right. But when you compare him to a lot of libertarians, you know, there's a, a decent-sized contrast. So on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining this Thursday for Caldwell Madison Review, episode 74. And I hope everybody has a great weekend, and I'll hope to catch you next time.